0: What might disappear if, after 2075, many or all of us have adopted the big-picture perspective? Particularly if we know that we co-create what we experience, and we know that we can travel with our consciousness anywhere we'd like to go, it follows that uh, a lot of things would change in a dramatic way. And if that happens, we really won't need a lot of the things that we take for granted as part of our existence today. It's kind of unsettling, though, when you start to think about all the things that might disappear. Let's, <clears throat> let's start by talking about industries. What industries will still be needed? Perhaps there won't be much need for autos and trucks if we can move our consci- consciousness around as we please, What does that mean for the auto and truck industries and for road construction? Right now, those industries employ a lot of people. But maybe that won't matter if people can sustain themselves with just the energy force from the universe. And if they can co-create houses or some other form of shelter, energy cocoons perhaps, they won't need to pay for groceries or mortgages. That's in addition to not having to pay anything to maintain and ensure autos or trucks. Will anyone still need insurance? Will the food industry still be around? Not if we don't need to eat. Smartphones, computers, the internet, and related industries account for a lot of employment and economic growth right now. If we're all able to communicate telepathically without phones or other devices, will they disappear? How about resorts and hotels? Why pay for a hotel when you can enjoy the beach just by traveling there with your consciousness? On the other hand, it seems there's certain things you can enjoy to the maximum only when your consciousness is in a physical body, so they might still be around. Likewise, the entertainment industry should survive. It might not be in the same form it is now. But we spirits will want to keep ourselves entertained with games, puzzles, shows, musical performances, and the like. Hmm. How about sports events? When you can look ahead and see the various probable outcomes, knowing that in some reality each one of them will be materialized, will they still hold the same appeal? And will the medical and pharmaceutical industries still be with us? If we have the ability to heal ourselves of most illness and disease using mental and spiritual powers, what will become of them? I suspect they will both still be around, but in very different forms. The medical profession might be dedicated to helping develop new physical and mental capabilities, and perhaps helping people reshape their bodies. I would expect there would be more plant-based pharmaceutical treatments, but I doubt they would need extensive clinical trials as they do now. So the cost of developing something new would be much less than it is today. Now on the positive side, landscaping and plant nurseries should indeed survive as we begin to use our ability to communicate with plant life devoting our energies to creating the most beautiful and serene landscapes possible in an almost infinite number of ways. Apparently, there was a time before the emergence of the strong ego part of our nature that we understood our connection with all of nature and that we actually co-created it. Now, once again, we'll know that we create nature and that we're not separate from it. So I'm supposing it will be one giant artistic canvas on which we create many beautiful and exciting forms of nature. Let's look at the energy industry. Well, it uh, will surely exist, but in different form probably, assuming that we know how to draw energy from the universe and from sound frequencies, from crystals, and other methods that we aren't even aware of today. But how about manufacturing? Well, that's a puzzler. Will we be able to create objects without the need for manufacturing plants? I can't even hazard a guess. If manufacturing does exist though, it will surely use only very sophisticated machines and robots to create the products. Which brings us to the question of objects as opposed to industries. So let's talk about objects. When we realize that we co-create objects, will we still bother to co-create a lot of them? I think we will. And that we will create many more objects than exist today. Some will likely be created for beauty, some for function and capabilities, and many for entertainment. I guess most will be solid though we might opt for more hologram-like objects. Certainly we'll want to create works of art and any objects that entertain or thrill us or that we simply enjoy having around if only to give us a sense of comfort and continuity in our environment. My guess is we'll still have homes, tables and chairs, lamps, beds, fancy showers, and all the things around the house that make us comfortable. After all, we'll still spend most of our time in physical bodies, right? It follows that we will want to pamper those bodies with all the best environments and pleasure or excitement producing objects. Now, human bodies are said to be the most intimate creation of the soul. That's us, the soul. So we still have just one physical body per individual spirit. Will we? Or will a number of spirits inhabit one body in a cooperative manner? Will we have extra bodies lying around as there apparently were in one probable year 3000 that was visited by Bob Monroe? Will they be used much like we now rent homes, bikes, and cars, inhabiting them for a while until our purposes are achieved, then to be returned to some kind of protective cocoon where they await the next user? To move those bodies around in the physical form, we might still have boats and planes, I suppose, as well as other forms of locomotion such as flying saucers, no doubt. Whether they exist, I guess, will depend upon how many of us want to spend a lot of time in the physical form and want to experience the feeling of travel in that form. Naturally, we we wouldn't want to experience the annoyance of traffic jams and accidents, so the types of vehicles we create will not likely be confined to traveling only on roads. All right, so let's turn to structures. Well, structures disappear. Structures are just very large objects. Some that come to mind quickly are skyscrapers and other types of buildings, bridges, tunnels, airports, sports stadiums, major shopping malls, highways, and highway overpasses that interchanges, amusement rides like roller coasters and ski lifts. We might want to have them around just because we preferred to, even if we don't need some of them. It will be interesting to see which we choose to, de- to uh, develop and, and create, co-create. It's also possible that on some parts of the globe, they will still exist while in other parts, they will not, depending on the values and the preferences of the in- inhabitants. All right, so let's turn to events. Well, events we now know are just objects in motion. Besides sports, there are musical and theatrical events, political events, cultural events, and others. seems logical that we would still want to experience events, but our choices will likely be much broader. Whether we'd want to experience only one probable version of an event is another question. As I mentioned uh, in, in previous uh, discussions, anticipation of an outcome is what lends excitement to many events. And that might or might not be there. The excitement. I suppose we could intentionally close down our abilities to travel in time and see probabilities so that we could still enjoy the excitement of, quote, who will win, for example, in sports contests. Now, a very interesting subject, government. Will we still need government? Its primary purpose is to protect us from others. But will we still need protecting? Of course, it has many other purposes at local, state, and federal levels. So I expect we will still have some form of government, but it would have to be totally transparent, especially if we're able to read one another's thoughts as we do when we're in the death state. It's logical to expect that no one will have a hold on a lot of power for any extended period of time there would be no need for it. I'm guessing that most government functions will center on making our daily living more enjoyable and making certain that all members of any society are assisted as they they might need to be in order to manifest their full potential. Now, military forces, traffic enforcement, and crime prevention, while absolutely necessary today, Hopefully, we'll all prove unnecessary and disappear. Now, let's talk about organized religions, which is, of course, a sensitive subject. If we reach a point where we all understand and experience our direct connection with the inner self and big self, where we can travel in time and know that we co-create what we experience on earth, and where we're aware of the larger spirit world that supports this material one, will we have any need for organized religion? Now, the entity Seth said that as our inner abilities are developed, it will be psychic frameworks rather than physical ones that will form the foundations for civilization. So we're talking about psychic frameworks rather than physical frameworks that's will form the foundations for civilization. Seth also said that Paul, when reincarnating, will be undermining religions, not uniting them. Religion, he maintained, ought to include all of our pursuits in search of truth and meaning. Well, that's interesting. All of our pursuits in search of truth and meaning. I think that's what religions do today. Well, when you think about the implications of our knowing our direct connection to the greater spirit self, our great spirit, spirit self, in other words, that we all are. So our direct connection to the greater spirit self that we all are and to all that surrounds us and we understand the connection of everything that, that we're connected to in the physical realm. Combined with those statements that Seth made, it seems that organized religions might well disappear along with a lot of other things that we take for granted today. Well, that concludes our discussion from today, and in the next session, I'll start addressing a number of uh, questions that have to do with all of the ideas and concepts that have been introduced so far in the various episodes. Again, I'm Dan McEnany, bringing you Lessons from the Helpful Dead.